when I came to Christ, those things that I was struggling with, I wasn't acting on them anymore. Like I wasn't acting on smoking weed. I wasn't acting on drinking, partying, you know, lusting after people, but I hadn't been delivered from those spirits yet. In October of 2021, I was being traumatized with perverted thoughts. I mean, I remember working and the thoughts was coming like, doo, 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 doo. I was like, what is going on right now? You know, it was me and another sister in Christ. She was going through the same thing. It was attacking both of us. I remember having a conversation with her and she was telling me she saw a vision and she was like, you know, you're right by your bed. I see you, you're right by your bed and it's gonna happen right there. And it's like, I knew what she was talking about. I knew that God was gonna deliver me there of homosexuality and lust. For as long as I can remember, I've had all that I needed, all that I wanted. I had that, what the world say is that picture perfect family, you know? I had my mom, my dad, I had my sister. I had, you know, the two story home. Um, anything that I really needed and wanted, I had. But um, I didn't have that love, you know? I remember so many times when I was going to my parents and I was like, you know, just wanted to have a conversation like, hey, dad, hey, mom, you know, how you doing? Just wanted to talk to them and they'd be preoccupied, you know, um, and that's nothing against them. It's um, the Lord had to teach me, like, if we don't have love, how can we give it, you know? So he's helped me. He's He's healed my heart through that as well. And so, you know, because I didn't have that attention at the household, I would seek it outside. I would seek it in friends. And... um I just, I would give my entire self. I didn't understand boundaries, you know? So when I was hanging out with people, I just, I just gave them everything, everything, you know? I had absolutely no boundaries. And like coming to Christ, I had to realize like, where did all of this start from, you know? Cause I didn't even really think about it. I was, I was really depressed, like in school, I knew of a lot of people and I'm sure a lot of people knew of me, but you know, I was, I was bullied. I, I didn't really click with too many people. And so I was just pretty much like really an outsider, you know? And so I'm like thinking, like, where did all of this stem from? You know, what, what came about? Like, what really started all of this? And the Lord helped me to realize that it really stemmed from a childhood trauma, you know? Um, I remember I was, I was, it was like a summertime and I was just on vacation and I was hanging out with one of my family members and they were changing one of my cousins, you know, and they were playing with them inappropriately. And so I started to copy that. I didn't know the wiser. I started to copy that behavior and engage in child-on-child sexual abuse. And I that went on for years, you know. Then around middle school and high school when they started to teach about, you know, the, the girls and the boys and puberty and stuff like that, I wasn't ready for it because that led me into pornography. And I was addicted to pornography. Like I was watching it like it was TV. Then I started to talk to guys my own age inappropriately. I remember I got in trouble for it a couple of times. I just, I had no boundaries and I didn't know the difference. Like I knew that the things was wrong because it was secretive. Like it was, it was kept hush, you know? But I couldn't stop. It was an addiction for me. So that was, that was like in middle school, you know, and, and through high school it was continuing, but it kind of died off. Um, so did the child on child sexual abuse. It kind of died off. And I started talking to guys my own age. And I remember even during that time, there was a girl that showed interest in me. And I knew, like, I, all my life I knew God was real, you know. Um, and I knew not to disrespect him. And I was even calling myself a Christian. But, like, I didn't know the word, 
you know, <laughs> there was even times where like the, the Bible was in our household, you know what I mean? Like my dad, I know, I remember him praying. We would pray when we came, like Thanksgiving and all that stuff, you know, that religious stuff. Like we, we didn't practice the word. <laughs> so like um, we were just going through the motions. Like I said, I wasn't close with my, with my parents. I wasn't close with my family. So I would just seek that in the world. And I was going from relationship to relationship, you know, just, just seeking that. And I was very promiscuous. I wasn't like, I was engaging in sexual behavior, but at the time I wasn't like having sex with anyone. Um, and not that that's good or bad. It was, it was just, just the longing to want to be wanted. You know, even if it was a lie, it was like the longing to want to be wanted. And um, like I was saying, there was a girl that was showing interest in me. And though I knew that was wrong, I was still playing into it, you know. Um, but I never really acted up on it up until this point. You know, it was just something that was just hidden. Even when people would ask me, like, do you like girls? I would just lie straight up. I was, I was, I was a liar. And then I remember just before college started, I remember talking to one of my friends at the time. And I was like, you know, I would never go and party, fornicate, you know, drink, do drugs, you know, smoke marijuana, all that stuff. Even an abortion, like I was totally against that. I was like, I would never do all that stuff. But it's like, we don't know ourselves really until we get into that time, until we get into that space and we're faced with that circumstance. We don't really know what we will do, you know? So like, man, college, my college years just went crazy. I mean, I started to party. All of that stuff that I said I would never do, I ended up doing it, even if it came up to the very last week, which is what happened. Like in the very last week, I remember I was watching um, a TV show. It was like a special. Like, you couldn't really just watch it on TV. You had to get, like, a special package kind of thing. So, like, I just did, like, a, a free trial, and I was catching it towards the latter end. So I was able to watch the whole thing and just binge watch it. Oh, my gosh. I was going through so many different emotions. It was like it was like Degrassi, but it wasn't Degrassi. I'm not even going to tell you the name of it. It was so traumatizing to me. I didn't even realize that it was. Like, after watching that, I went and did just whatever I wanted to do. That week, I went and I lost my virginity. I went and I got with a girl a couple of days after that. And it's like, after I lost my virginity, I was so distraught, so depressed. I mean, you see how small I am. I was losing weight like crazy. I remember one of my one of my family friends came to me and was like, Brie, you lose weight? I was like, no. I don't even know if I weighed myself. But I was not eating. And that's not the first time that it happened either. Like... There was a time before then in, in, in um, I think it was college too, or maybe high school where like I went through the same, the same thing, but it, it stemmed from the same sexual activity with, it just happened to be the same person, you know, but I realized we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So I can't even, it's not even the person, it's the spirit. So anyways, in college, all of that stuff came to pass. And as I was doing all that stuff, it was leaving me empty. Every time it was leaving me empty. I remember one time I went out to a party. It was my birthday. Okay. It was my birthday. I came home and like I was I was smoking weed and I don't know if it was laced or whatever, but I came home and I was so traumatized. Like it was like in my mind, I don't think I've experienced this before. It was like, it was like I'll get here. I was hearing demons. I was hearing spirits and I didn't really realize what that was. I was like, and I was I, at the time that was when Snapchat was like really popular. So I remember texting and, and like, I was always being vague, you know? So like, I don't even know if anybody really knew anything was going on with me, but like, I was so traumatized, so distraught. I was like, what in the world? Like this thing's supposed to make you chill, but it wasn't, it was making my life worse. That was my college years, you know? 
I was doing a degree that I didn't even want to do. I was just doing a degree that somebody suggested to me because they were like, oh, well, you're good at technology, so go and get an IC degree. You know, what? all, all of the, what the world says is like success, you know? So like when I was coming to my the end of my college days, you know, and I was graduating, um, you know, of course, all of that shenanigans happened and I was just really distraught. And I started to go to the gym, like all of that stuff. For whatever reason, it led me to go to gym because people like with me being as small as I am, people always had a they always was like, oh, well, you could eat more. You know what I mean? You need to put some meat on your bones. And I'm like, listen, you don't know if I'm eating better than you. okay? <laughs> like you won't come to a, a, an overweight person and say, listen, you you need to stop eating so much. That would be so rude. You know, so anyways, I I just, for whatever reason, I truly believe that it was out of all of the stuff that was going on. Like some people, they go to drugs, they go to drinking, and I was doing that stuff. But it was like socially, you know? Mm. Um, and even in those times when I was hanging out with those people, I was never fitting in. Like I would be there and I'm, the, I'm like, I'm the only person. Like I would be in a sea of people and I would feel alone. Everybody's doing the same thing. We're all smoking, we're all drinking, but I would feel so out of place. Like what am I doing here? You know, did anybody know that you were feeling that way? Like, did you communicate that with anybody or this was just internal? Um, I think a lot of it was internal. You know, it, it probably came out through like my rebellion, like the pictures and the Snapchat because I was on Snapchat a lot. So like people were able to see me transition that way. They were able to see me just going to, towards just a whole different Britney through social media. But as far as me actually telling people, I don't think so. And I don't even know that I was telling people because I was that person that people would come to for help. Like if they needed advice and stuff, they would come to me. But like I didn't have anyone that I could go and talk to. Hmm. So like I went to writing and stuff like that and just expressed myself in all different kind of ways, you know. But I can't honestly say that anybody really knew that. They probably knew just by knowing. But as far as me expressing that to them, I don't think so. Hmm. Graduating from college... And um, I, like I said, I was getting into the gym and I was going heavy, like like five times out of the week, exercising for hours. But I was building myself up in my own strength. I was trying to build up my own strength. I went through that period of time of like four months or so of, of that fall, fall of 2019. And then I was dating a guy um, and that wasn't good for me either. You know, we were partying and doing all that stuff. You know, like the rebellious years before, you're like, okay, Lord, <laughs> I give my life to you. So it was that. Like I was saying, it was the same thing. All of that stuff, it wasn't fulfilling. I would come home and I remember crying. I remember, like I was saying, right, before I started college where I would never do all these things, I was still doing it, like every week. Now, throughout my life, I was praying, like praying, oh Lord, I pray that I get, to help me to get this good grade, you know, just stuff like that. But as far as actually having a relationship with God, I didn't. I called myself Christian, but I had no idea what in the world that meant. It was just a whole bunch of emptiness and I didn't really realize how lost I was, how needy I was for God, how how much I needed to humble myself. Even though I had the things that I wanted and the things that I needed, I was always missing the Lord. It's it's only a void that He could fill, you know. So like now we're now we're now we're in 2020, you know. Um, I I done broke up with a gentleman. I was and even in that relationship, I was cheating with him. I I could never be faithful. I could never be faithful. I was never satisfied. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, you you did this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to the next person. I was never satisfied. Broke up with him towards the end of the year. And then I got with one other person. Um, like, we ended up having sex. And then at that moment, it was like immediately I felt the Lord looking at me like, you need to stop. And I was like, God, I can't stop. Like, I, 
I can't stop. I need you to help me. Like, I was literally crying out to God at that time. And I remember one of my friends, I met him at a higher VA event, you know, where they you come together and you talk to people about jobs and stuff like that. And um, we didn't talk too much at that time, but God used him, like, tremendously in my life. Like, when I was starting to tell him about the things that I was going through, he um, he would minister to me about Jesus. And, like, at the time, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> I did not want to hear that. Like, I, I was I was definitely rejecting the Lord, but um, I wasn't ready to fully give myself over to Him, you know? He would ask me, like, hey, we would go and hang out, and then He would ask me, hey, you want to go out to um, church? And, like, I was like, no. But then He finally got me one day. It was my birthday, and we were already hanging out. And he was like, okay, we're going to go to church. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to go to church, you know? So I ended up going to church, and I ended up being the first church that, that I attended that I could ever remember me going, being like, you know, okay, I'm going to actually go to church, you know? And 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 two, the Lord's actually reminded me, like, in college, I was, like, I remember doing an interview, too, then, where um, it was just a church representing, and they just wanted to talk to me and ask me a question. So I answered the question shortly, you know? Um, and then also there was, like, traveling ministries. And forever, the Lord was just bringing them to me, I guess, you know? And so I would hang out with them, and we would— we would do Bible study and stuff like that. But I remember, I remember a specific time where I was studying the Word with them, but it's like my eyes was cross-eyed. I would read, and it's like I don't even know what I just read. It's like I was reading to read, and I was reading well, but what did I just read? I couldn't tell you. I wasn't, I wasn't able to understand. You know what I mean? I didn't have that understanding. So it's like they would ask me, and I'm like, I don't know. My mind was so stuck on like an offense that was going on at that time. So it's like as I was reading— Yes, I was reading because I know how to read, but the word was not, it wasn't, it wasn't penetrating my spirit. So I just had absolutely no understanding, you know? So it's so, I can see how the Lord was calling me all throughout my life. He was calling me and I was trying to come to him, but it was hard. It was hard, you know? And the, and the moment when I finally gave my life to Christ, March 20th of 2020, oh my gosh, man, my life changed around from then. It was just so peaceful. Because, like, you know, as we know, that's when the pandemic had started. Um, and for it was like for days, I was anxious. I couldn't really sleep. And, like, I reached out to two of my friends. And I was watching a YouTube video just before then. And, like, I, for whatever reason, this one was shifting. It, it, it hit me differently. And I don't really know what the video was about. But one of my friends was like, Bree, just relax, you know, just, just get some rest. You know what I mean? And then the other one sent me the word. This is the same person that was a friend of a friend, the one that I met at the higher VA event that was evangelizing to me. And we always asked me to hang out with them and, and go to church. And so it was his friend. Um, but he sent me the word and he sent me a couple of Bible plans. And I tell you, after I read that, I was able to sleep so peacefully. I can't tell you exactly what scripture I was reading. I could go back to the Bible plans. But as far as the exact scripture that had me to just be peaceful, I, I can't tell you. I just know that God did something supernatural in that time. Mm. It was like the midnight hour, literally, of March 20, 2020. It was late. I couldn't sleep, you know? But for whatever reason, that night, God helped me to read His Word. I'm not a person to read. I can read long texts, but even in college, it's like, you can't get me to read. Like, if you try to get me to study, you're not going to get me to study. Like, I, I did... I had the grades and stuff like that. So that's how I was able to get into college, like bare minimum, you know, even throughout college. Like I even had a hard and heart. I remember I was talking to my friends and I was like, man, I don't remember the last time I cried. I had such a hard heart. I remember when one of my sisters was going off to college and she was not one of my sisters, my sister, like my, my real sister, she was going off to college. 
And she was crying, you know, and I was like, why are you crying? I was, I was so hardened. I was like, I didn't understand emotions. It's like the Lord was just showing me, daughter, you need to be humbled. You need to realize your need for me. Throughout then, since that time, like he started to change my desires. I stopped. I was going to the gym at this time. I was going to the gym for like an hour or so before work. And then I started to wake up just an hour later and study the word. I mean, like like I told you, I wasn't reading the word. You couldn't get me to read. Like before then, if I was to read the word, I thought that it was going to burn my eyes. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you know, <laughs> you know, so, so God literally changed my desires. He had me to read the word. He gave me the grace. Like I would be tired sometimes. I would be sleeping and probably getting like seven hours of sleep, but he would get me up and I would just be reading the word for hours. And then throughout the workday, if I had time, I would be reading the Word. After work, I'd be reading the Word, and then I would do the gym because during the pandemic, like, I wasn't going to the gym. So I, so, like, I started to work out at home. But then that started to die off because, like I said, that came about from, like, a trauma. I was building my own strength up. So, like, the desire to do that anymore was, was gone. God was filling those voids. He was filling those voids where it was like I didn't want to lust after women. I didn't want to lust after men. And it's like when I came to Christ, those things that I was struggling with— I wasn't acting on them anymore. Like I wasn't acting on smoking weed. I wasn't acting on drinking, partying, you know, lusting after people, but I hadn't been delivered from those spirits yet. So like, here comes now. We're in October of 2021. And like, before then I was getting dreams. Like just when I had given my life to Christ, I, w I remember a dream where there was a young lady. She came in the dream and she was dressed in lingerie. In the dream, I was like, nah, like you gotta put some clothes on. So in the dream, I just put some clothes on her and I walked out. And I walked into the, my then church family and I walked and there was just a space just for me. And it's like God was showing me this is where you are right now. Hmm. You've left that alone. Though I hadn't been delivered from that spirit as yet, it's like I left that alone and he was showing me where I am. In October of 2021, I was being traumatized with perverted thoughts. I mean, I remember working and the thoughts was coming like, doo, 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 doo. I was like, what is going on right now? You know, it was me and another sister in Christ. She was she was going through the same thing. It was attacking both of us. I remember having a conversation with her and she was telling me, she was she saw a vision and she was like, you know, you're right by your bed. I see you, you're right by your bed and it's gonna happen right there. And it's like, I knew what she was talking about. I knew that God was gonna deliver me there of homosexuality and lust. And like he did, by faith, I was like, I'm gonna set myself up to receive that deliverance. Whatever it is that God has for me, I'm just going to move by faith. And so for three days, God gave me the grace to fast. You know, I remember like, you, you see how small I am. So I'm like, Discovery Channel, they're like, you know, if you don't drink water for three days, you go die. <laughs> God's like, we got to renew our mind. So one of my friends, like, he's like the same size as me and he was fasting and, and he would do a complete fast. And so I'm like, if he could do it, I can do it. So God gave me the grace to do that. You know, um, I did have like a drink of a, a glass of water. I didn't prepare. I was so parched. <laughs> but anyways, I say all of that to say, like, it's not like how I fasted. It's just a faith. Monday through Wednesday, I was I was doing a fast. And then Thursday, I remember going um, to my doctors. And the first time, this is the second time they, we, they've seen me. They've met me. The first time um, I was evangelized and I was like, y'all know Jesus, you know. And then the second time, it was like a godly sorrow. You know, all of the stuff that I was going through, it was like, because before, just before then, like a, maybe a, a month or so before then, I was talking to the young lady and I was actually boasting in my sin. All of the stuff that I just told you about, I, I was glorifying myself. I didn't have that godly sorrow where it was like, you know, um, the Lord has delivered me of this or I feel bad about my sin. I was like, oh, yeah, I did this. And I was proud about it. 
So it was a whole different scenario when I came and saw them the second time and I was actually repenting to them in like, I guess my own way at the time, you know? Because before then, I didn't really understand that stuff, you know? So it's like, they just, they just showed me love. And then I went home, one of my friends, she sent me a song and I was like, oh man, God's about to do something. And the way that I knew that is because it was the same feeling that I had that same year in March, March of 2021, when I got my prayer language, you know, speaking in tongues. And God met me right there in my room, the same room when he delivered me. I wanted my prayer language. So I was fasting and praying for that. And I was like, Lord, I want it, I want it, I want it. Nobody laid hands on me. You know, it was just God and I. I just recorded. I was like, I know God is going to do something. So I recorded it and he gave me my prayer language on that day. And I was like, I remember days waking up after that and, and just starting to speak in my prayer. I was, like, I was like, oh my gosh, God, you, I still have it. And it's like, because, yes, the gifts of God without repentance. So I was like, he's not going to take it away from me. He gave it to me. And so it was like that childlike faith, you know? So because in this time in October of the same year, I was like, Man, it was the same feeling. I was like, man, God's going to move. I just started, I got my phone and I started to record. I was like, God's going to do it. He's going to do something here. I don't, I, I was like, he's going to do something. I started to record and I was just crying and repenting. And I just, I started throwing up things. And like God delivered me right there from homosexuality and lust. Nobody laid hands on me. The power of God met me right where I was in my room. And I tell you, there's no residue. I don't want to lust after men. I don't want to lust after women. I don't, I don't, I, I know that it was bad all of my life, but I don't, I don't want to go after that stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like God, God removed all of that desire from me. And I'm so thankful. Only he can do that. I've been delivered from things that the world was like, I've been born this way. Where the, where, where the world is like, love is love. No, God is love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It doesn't hold wrongdoings. It rejoices it when the truth wins out. That is God. And all of, all of what is coming out of me is like God's been pouring into me. And, and it's like, but listen now. Yes, I was delivered from that. And I remember I was on the phone with one of my friends, you know, and I was like, sis, God just delivered me of this. But here's the thing. I wasn't delivered from shame and guilt. So it's like, I remember, I think it was my mom passing by the doorway. And it's like, I just got quiet. And I was like, sis, I just felt like the spirit of shame and guilt just rested on me. And she was like, wow. I was like, Yeah. So I wasn't delivered from the shame and guilt. I, I mean, I wasn't able to share that. She was, I think, one, just a handful of people knew that I was delivered from that. I didn't mm. want to share with anybody. Was the, the shame and guilt coming from what you had done? It was coming from what I had done, and it was coming from just a just sin. Mm. You know what I mean? It was coming because nobody knew that my family, they didn't know that I liked women. They did not know whatsoever. It was a secret. It was a well-kept secret. Though my mom, I remember my mom was asking me, she was like, Brie, you like, you and your friend having sex? I was like, no. And we weren't. But it's like, dang, she has an idea. Mm. And that's not the first time she asked me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt that spirit rest on me. It just covered me like a blanket. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, I know I've been delivered of this, but that shame and guilt, it was, it was, it was keeping me quiet. So... You know, fast forward now to like last year, June and July, I remember a man of God, he came to me and he was like, you have a message that God wants to, wants you to share. And immediately when he said that, I was like, man, it's my testimony. But at the time I had so much shame and guilt. I was like, I, I can't even share it. I was like, and I started to pray. I started literally crying out to God, God, if, if you, if it's my testimony and you want me to share it now, God, I need you to give me the grace. You know what I mean? And so 
it it took it it took months, but he did. He did. He delivered me of the shame and guilt. And and it was in October. You know what I mean? It was in October of this past year. And I was like, Lord, I remember what you did in 2021. You delivered me of homosexuality less. Lord, do it again. Do something amazing again. And so he delivered me. He delivered me. And how did he do that? What what happened there to be able to deliver you and, you know, uh, heal you from from this shame or remove this shame that you were feeling? Well, it, it's important to also mention that I was going through counsel. So I had godly counsel around me and they were helping me. I went through deliverance um, and we went through process of inner healing, like actually going back into my past and realizing, hey, you just didn't know better. You know and what I mean? And this is with your, with your church or? This is with my church. Mm. You know, so they helped me a lot for months before this, you know, going through inner healing. Mm. Um, and the way that the Lord delivered me, I was in church. And I was sharing, you know, my testimony before then. And, you know, God just met me right there and he delivered me of that. And the way that I know it is because when I left, when I left um, the church, I, I was heading home. And Holy Spirit was like, go to your parents' house. And I was like, okay, because I wasn't, I wasn't planning to do that. And then as I get closer, he's like, you're going to testify. And I was like, whoa. Up until this point, I didn't share with them anything. They, Like I said, up until this point, they didn't know that I was going through all of that stuff. They didn't know I was partying and drinking, all that stuff that I liked women. They didn't know. Yeah. You know? So you were sharing it at church, but you hadn't shared it with your parents yet? I hadn't shared it with my parents, no. Hmm. My family, no. And so I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, all right. I come to their house, and thank God, both my parents are right there. And I'm like, hey, Mom, like... God sent me here. He wants me to testify. And um, if you guys could just sit around the table and I could share with you guys my testimony. I tell you, up until this point, I could not share it. And just as I'm freely sharing it with you, that's how it came. Hmm. And I'm like, God, thank you. You know what I mean? It, it was like a release, change being broken off of me. And so I shared with them and my parents, you know, it was hard for them to receive, like hearing their child have gone through this. And we've been under the same roof all this time. Like I said, I had that, that what the world would say is picture perfect. My mom, my dad, my sister, I had pretty much everything that I needed, but that love was missing and I was searching for it in the world. You know what I mean? And, and because I didn't have it from my mom or my dad, I was looking for it in women and men, you know? And, and so... After that, I went home, and then I was like, man, I got to share with my sister, too. So I ended up sharing it with her, and that has brought some deliverance for her. And, and God's still working on her, you know what I mean? Sharing with my mom. God's still working with my mom, my dad, you know? He's working in my family. He's literally bringing them out of, of their pits. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. Anybody that I can share with, I'm like, I'm sharing it. You know what I mean? Because literally months ago, I was not able to share it with a single soul, I had so much shame on me. There would be parts that I would share. But when it came to the child-on-child sexual abuse, I didn't want to share that. I didn't want to share that at all, you know? And so God healed me of that. He healed me of that. And it's like he restored my relationship with my parents. I'm no longer angry with them. I'm like literally like God has removed so much from me. And he's restored me. He's revived me. He's given me the desire to do and the power to do what pleases him, you know? And I'm just, I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful because none of this I could have do. I couldn't have done this on my own. Every time that I was seeking deliverance, I was seeking Him for it, and He met me right where I was at. I didn't have to clean myself up before getting to Him. He works on us as we allow Him to. It's, it's so much that I can share, and it's like God has done this for me. He has truly done it for me. Hmm. Brittany, when it came to the the child on child abuse. And even what you saw, right, as a, 
as a as a child, seeing somebody else abuse another child. How did God deal with with that hurt or those visuals and those things that you experienced? Has He dealt with those parts of of your memory and in your life, or is that something that's ongoing? What has He done in that area? I can say that that's where the inner healing has came in. Like me just talking through it and having conversations about it and realizing that, okay, I didn't know better. I was a child. We were children, you know? So he helped me to just be released from the shame and guilt of it. And it's like just realizing, hey, you were a child. That's no longer who you are. So that's how he helped me. Through godly counsel, he's helped me to realize that and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Once I knew the truth, and I was like, this is the works of the devil in my life. And that it's it's something that's followed the family. It was like, oh, did I know? So he helped me by by bringing me to the truth um, and just keeping people around me and just through lots of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. You dealt with a lot of uh, um, kind of isolation, loneliness, and feeling alone in all of these areas or, or just a lot of these internal emotions. Um how did God use uh, community? You mentioned that your church kind of came around and um, and began to help you in some of these inner healings. But what did that look like for you as God came into your life? Um, how did he begin to use the people around you um, to show you like a different perspective or comp- or even help transform your life? I would say it, it, it really was just community, like genuine love, the love of God, not that oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. That's cool and all, but it's like, how are you really doing? I got people around me that were wanting to check on me, wanting to really give me the truth and not suppress it. It's like, if I was doing wrong, they would tell me so, and they would tell me in love. So so this, I'm with a different church family, you know, and they were showing me the love of God, the true love of God. It wasn't a false facade. You know what I mean? So when he changed where I was going to church— and he started to work on my heart. It was really the community of people that helped me to stay on track. Hmm. And because there were times where I remember I was going to leave every single church that I was in. I was going through so much warfare. But it's like, God, I can't turn away from you. So he gave me the strength to stay within the, the community group and at least talk to a few people during that time. So yes, there was isolation, but I was still talking to people. I was still letting them know like, hey, this is what I'm going through. But I would say it was it was definitely the love of God in his people. Yeah. Yeah. Brittany, for people who are watching your testimony right now and, you know, are hearing you say, God, deliver me from homosexuality. Uh, for those people who maybe are, are thinking to themselves or know that or know people that will think to themselves, well, Brittany, you were actually born that way. You're just suppressing that part. What can you say to, to people that think that way. And, and I don't even know if you thought that way maybe at some point, but what can you say about that mindset? Well, after coming to knowing the truth and realizing that it's actually a perversion that's followed the family, like if this is a bloodline thing, perversion, I was like, okay, this isn't me. And then reading the word too, God says that he's made man and woman in his image after his likeness. He says to be fruitful and multiply. So it's like, how can you be fruitful and multiply me being a woman going with a woman? You know what I mean? A lot of it was stemming from lust. So when I come to know the truth and I always knew that it was wrong. That's another thing too. Even before Christ, I knew that it was wrong, but 
I it was something that was just in me. For people that say that I was born this way, that's that's a lie. I just have to say it just as it is. That is a lie. Mm. Period. It's for me the way that the Lord has helped me to realize it is it was rooted in trauma and generational spirits that's been following the bloodline. So however it chooses to manifest itself, for me it was homosexuality. For other people it might be pornography. It might be, you know, um, adultery. But it was that same confusion, that same perversion. And it's a lie. It's a lie. That's all I can say. Brittany, who is Jesus to you? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Jesus is everything. He is everything to me. He it, He's revived me. He's my healer. He's my husband. He's my best friend. He's my father. I remember one of my sisters was like calling calling him um, dad, papa. And I was like, huh, what? But yeah, I now call him papa. I'm singing to him all the time. You know what I mean? That's God is my best friend. Truly. Hmm. Man. Oh, my gosh. Just saying that. And it hasn't always been this way. Brittany, for people who are watching your testimony right now, what is a word of encouragement that you can give them if if they're relating to uh, parts of your testimony when it comes to the the loneliness or when it comes to even the homosexual attractions? Um, If people are relating with your story, what is an encouragement that you can give them to kind of get them out of that dark place wherever they're at? I would say to just be patient with yourself, you know, allow the Lord to work on you. Because for me, I thought, you know, coming to Christ, that all these things would be delivered from me. But as he brought it up, I was like, okay, I want to give that to you. So as you're walking with Christ and you start to notice, okay, I'm, I'm always falling, I'm always angry or I'm always feeling lonely or I'm always feeling lustful towards the same sex or an opposite sex. It's like, okay, God is showing you that. He wants to take that from you and he wants to replace it with more of him, more of his love, more of his truth. So it's like, if you notice that that's something that's repetitive, it's like, give that to God. Give that to God. And it's like, however it is, like, Lord, just take this from me. I don't want it anymore. That's what I had to do. Mm. And in that moment, he will take it away. And just allow him to work on your heart. Be patient with yourself. Um, don't condemn yourself, you know? Yeah, and 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 just allow lo- the Lord to heal you. Yeah. Yeah. What about the people who are just feeling that shame that, that you know, you once felt? And, uh, you know, they're not able to share. You're, you're able to stand here, testify about what Jesus has done in your life, shameless. What's a word of encouragement that you can give to those people that are currently feeling that shame and can't really share what has happened in their lives and what God is doing? Well, <laughs> I didn't know how God was going to do it for me. And all I can tell you is how he did it for me was I just was like, God, give me the grace to share whatever it is that you have done for me. Give me the grace and in his way, he delivered me of the shame and the guilt. So just cry out to God, however it looks for you, whether it's singing, whether, whether it's writing, whether it's praying, crying out. God understands it all. Just let him know, because he already knows. Just let him know. Speak to him honestly and allow him to work on you. You know, it's a process and we all have to go through it. It looks different for each and every one of us. But trust God in the process, because at the end, he makes all things beautiful. Brittany, any last words for people who are watching your testimony right now? Yes, just be patient with yourself, please. 
It's not about how long we've been serving the Lord. It's like how we've been serving the Lord. Have we been allowing Him to work on our hearts? As things come up, let Him work on that. Give it to Him, whatever it is. Give it to Him and take upon His burden that is light, His yoke that is easy, and let Him change you truly. Because he, he, when He does it, there's no residue. There's no residue. And you're going to be able to stand wherever you are and boldly talk about what God has done for you without shame and guilt. Trust and believe. He's done it for me with, within a year. Deliver me of shame and guilt. Stay within godly counsel. Stay within people who are truly walking with the Lord. We're not perfect. My walk is not perfect. None of us. God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for those who would, who would be real with Him. Just be real with him. Let him know everything that is going on with you, and he will deal with it. 